Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Angel Talk Cafe with Joy on Blog Talk Radio, your connection to the angelic realm. So for the next hour, sit back, relax, grab your favorite beverage, and let's talk. Hello and welcome. I'm Joy, your host. Our listener call-in number for tonight is 646-652-2656. And again, that call-in number is 646-652-2656. We don't have an open chat room tonight, so I encourage you to come on the lines and um, give us a call. Tonight, Angel Talk Cafe presents Intuitive Therapy with Matthew Engel. Matthew, welcome. Hi, Joyce. It's so nice to be back, and good evening, everybody. I'm excited to be here. We've got a great show for you this evening because we are going to talk about a personality type that plagues us all, the narcissistic personality type, and we all know one. In fact, we we all know probably several of them. And, um, well, there are many, many, many psychology textbooks that are written about narcissistic personality types, and we're not going to get real theoretical about it. But what we are going to talk about is a lot of the behavior and the personality qualities that can really affect us and how they can affect us on an emotional and spiritual level and how we can learn and grow emotionally and spiritually from these personality types. Um, and we're also going to talk a little bit about even some of the, the, um, the implications for spiritual growth that a narcissistic personality type is, that a person with a narcissistic personality type is going through uh, during their current lifetime and the lessons that they're, they're dealing with for themselves as well as for the people around them. So um, let's talk for a couple minutes about wh- what is a narcissist and... Um, So basically, narcissistic personalities possess um, a a wide variety of characteristics. On one hand, they may be affectionate, they may be charming, they may be charismatic, um, but they can also chew us up and spit us out very quickly. And one of the best ways that we can tell when somebody has some narcissistic qualities is when um, they kind of just go from warm to cold very quickly. Um, They might really be engaging with us and very interested in us. And um, all of a sudden, it's like somehow they make us feel like we did something wrong or we did a bad thing, but we don't always necessarily know what that is. And then all of a sudden, we, you know, our situation can be met with guilt or shame or blame or, or attacks that seem to kind of come out of nowhere. And there are specific kinds of attacks that are very narcissistic in nature. Um, one is projecting. And, you know, very simply put, projecting is basically when somebody accuses you of thinking or behaving or maneuvering or scheming in a way that they themselves, that that person, him or herself, may actually think or behave or scheme. And that may be on a conscious level or an unconscious level. Um, So basically they're making accusations of you and you're kind of sitting there thinking like, whoa, where did that come from? I, I, I didn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I would never do that. Um, and you might try to address it with them or you might try to respond to it, but then they shift gears. And it kind of gets to the point where you almost after a while feel like you're under attack and you don't even know what you're fighting against because this person is kind of just throwing all different landmine ammunition targets at you. And they may shame and blame and make you feel guilty and really kind of get inside your head and make you start to kind of question yourself and question your own judgment and question your own needs. And um, there can be a real um, 
quality where it's all about them and their needs. And, you know, even in a situation where you may have compromised quite a bit for that person, and the one thing that you're trying to set limits on, they turn it around and make it seem like um, all you ever do is think about yourself, when really the truth is all they ever do is think about themselves. And these are some really difficult personality types. Um, they, They can often be pretty shallow, but there's a real longing for depth and often talk in what I tend to refer to as pseudo-insight. In other words, somebody who um, might kind of talk what seems to be on the surface a very philosophical or insightful spiel, so to speak, but there's not really a lot of depth behind it, or they can't really give examples of, of their philosophizing or their beliefs or um, the actions that they need to take. Um, you know, like, I just need to do a better, a better job at this. Okay, well, what does that mean? What is it that you need to do a better job with? Um, you know, there, there are a lot of kind of generalized statements that aren't really followed up by, by anything tangible. Um, so I tend to refer to that as a pseudo-insight. Um, there can be a real lacking of empathy or an understanding or a perspective of, of somebody else's needs or somebody else's um, situation. It's really all about them. It's very egocentric. Um, people with narcissistic personalities often, though not exclusively, may strive to positions of power. There are a lot of corporate executives that can be real difficult to deal with. Um, but but these personality types come from all walks of life. So the purpose of this show is not to assign shame or blame or criticism. Um, <laughs> it was interesting. I sent out my newsletter uh, with the information about this show um, probably about a week ago, and I got some interesting replies, people talking about, oh, you know, narcissistic personalities can be really destructive. They're so awful. They're so difficult. And, yeah, they they can be difficult, and they really do challenge us. But um, one of the reasons why I think it's important, uh, this is an important show topic on intuitive therapy, which, um, as listeners know, is, is really an integration of my background as both a psychotherapist and a psychic and channel and intuitive reader and a spiritual teacher, is that I think it's really important to look at the soul evolutionary lessons that um, people with narcissistic qualities are going through and presenting for us and to really look at some of the tools that we can draw from and ways that we can grow in in our own lives and in our own evolution through encounters with certain personality types. So if we wanted to get really psychological, um, narcissistic personality disorder is an actual diagnosable disorder. But um, there, there are qualities that, that may or may not be diagnosable, but are just more descriptive in nature. And, you know, the other thing to keep in mind is that on some level, we all have certain nar- narcissistic qualities. It's, that's just part of being human. We all have our stuff. We all have our blind spots. So my hope is that this show will present both insight as well as a toolkit and a level of understanding and and tips for managing certain kinds of personality types or behaviors that you all may encounter in your personal or your professional lives, but also a level of compassion both for yourself and the people around you. So um, those are some of my hopes and, and, and wishes for this evening's show. What do you think, Joyce? I, well, you know, as you're giving these descriptions, my question would be for, you know, our listeners, um, how do we know that we're dealing with a narcissistic person or somebody that's just like so into themselves? Um, at, at what point do do they, not that we want to label people, that we, yep. but that we might know we're dealing with the true narcissistic because what if they're just, you know, like, you know, so into themselves? I think that's um, a great question. We, where do we draw that line to know where we're when we're dealing with a narcissistic person? I think the most identifiable way of of of, re- of realizing that is when you find yourself pulled into a cycle of drama. Okay. Meaning it goes further than just the person kind of talking about themselves or being into themselves, but when you start to get sucked in. 
And when you start to feel guilty, when you start to question yourself, when you start to feel aggravated, when you feel like you're fighting an uphill battle trying to get the other person to see, or when you're being attacked, those are the kinds of situations that I think, um, you know, that, that I'm looking to really address um, in mm-hmm. talking about narcissistic personalities. Because, yeah, I mean, we all have moments when we're kind of into ourselves. That's part of being human. We all have an ego. We all have, we all have needs. Um, and we, we all have our moments. Um, but there's definitely a different difference between that and a real pervasive personality type that is just pulling you into drama. Okay, and... You know, as we're talking about this, it's like, okay, so if we're dealing with a narcissistic person in our life, um, how do we handle that? Because I know if we get pulled into their drama mm-hmm. or they're, you know, attacking to some degree on a regular basis, and that would be a huge clue. But, you know, as I'm sitting here looking at it energetically, I'm thinking, well, the first mistake I think most people, and you can let me know if this is right or not, is that don't try to change a narcissistic person because I think we would just be butting our heads up against the wall. We need to learn how to deal with that person Yep. in a healthy way. Absolutely. In fact, there are, there are six tips that I wrote up <laughs> about uh, six survival tips when dealing with a narcissist. And one of them, absolutely, is to set realistic expectations. As you understand some of the characteristics of a narcissist, you can recognize that this person simply may not get it. So don't fight an uphill battle because it's only you're going to spin your wheels, you're going to drain your own energy um, if you're trying to make that person someone that he is not. And I'll, I'll use pronouns interchangeably. It's easier than okay. saying he or she with each sentence. <laughs> so we'll, okay. we'll, we'll try to do, make it gender neutral in that way. <laughs> um, yeah. And, Joy, I mean, something that we spoke about on the phone a couple of weeks ago when we were doing some of the planning for this show was the fact, I, I think you put it so eloquently, that sometimes we need to cut our losses. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know, energetically, if I, if I, and I think I've been there, and there are just times where we need to lovingly let go of um, sometimes people, situations, or things in our lives, but definitely when we're dealing with people and it's just not in our best interest, um, sometimes we do. We have to let them go. Um, bless them, yep. but let them go and know when to cut our losses. Absolutely. And I think that's so important. Um, Joy, one of the other things you and I both spoke about, you know, we we were both kind of acknowledging that as intuitive readers and psychics, that so often in our healing practices, we'll be working with somebody who is just dealing with such a difficult, painful relationship where they're going through the same cycle over and over and over again, and it's just not changing. So when you really get to that place, I think it's important to really see that the writing is on the wall and and to see that person for who they are, for who he is, mm-hmm. and to know that this this you've got what's right in front of you. What you see is what you get. Absolutely. And you know, narcissistic personality types are not necessarily all bad people. You know, they, as I said, they may be very charming and they may be very affectionate and may, you know, would typically have, like anybody, would have some really wonderful qualities. But when you've got this cycle of drama that just keeps playing itself out, they're making promises that they're not following through on or then they're blaming you or they're, you know, getting into the woe is me or they're just not taking accountability or, you know, you're getting attacked for asserting your needs um, and, and all of that kind of stuff, that, that kind of drama, uh, that can be a really good indicator that maybe it is time to cut your losses. You know, seeing the person for the good and the bad and asking yourself, doing that self-inventory, can I deal with this, this kind of interaction? This is who the person is. Is it in my highest and best to continue the relationship? Um, right. And, you know, I'm sure we have both had to, you know, bless the relationship and let it go. Sure. But what happens when, you know, this everybody has this at times, the boss that we can't 
let go of because our job, you know, especially this day and age um, with the economy, what happens when we have a narcissistic boss? What are we going to do then? Right. That's a great question. And I think that certainly in our current economy when when jobs are not at a surplus anyway, Mm -hmm. um, people can often feel very trapped. And, you know, I have worked with a number of people um, as both an intuitive and as a therapist who were dealing with some very narcissistic bosses which, who were really <laughs> having some very chronic anxiety as a result of the situation. And one of the things that I think can be helpful is to begin to look at, first of all, the fact that, the, the fact that this person is attacking you or blaming you is a reflection of her own vulnerability. So beginning to look at some of the variables that are contributing to the fact that that person is threatened. Um, you know, a couple people that I've worked with um, who had very narcissistic, shaming, blaming, attacking bosses, when we really started to look at what was going on within the company that they worked for or the system that they were working for, you know, my clients were then able to realize, gosh, my boss is under a tremendous amount of pressure. I wouldn't want that person's job. I wouldn't want to be in that situation. And, you know, certain narcissistic qualities can come out or be enhanced when, when a person is in a situation where they're feeling threatened. So I think to just kind of be aware of that, to hold a level of compassion, to offer yourself to be of support in, in ways that you can, to, um, and a little charm and a little schmoozing certainly couldn't help because there's often that, those qualities that, <laughs> that come from that person. So I think doing the best that you can to try to relate with that person, to let the person know that you'd like to be of support, you know, let me make sure that I'm understanding this clearly, or you know, how can I be of support to you with this? How can I best support the team with this? Um, essentially what I'm getting at is putting it back on the other person to say, how can I help you? How can I be of assistance here? What would you like me, to, which of these tasks would you like me to handle first? And if the person's really narcissistic, they, they may blame you or shame you for, for even asking that, or I they may not give you a clear answer. <laughs> but those are some of the tools that you can draw from. Well, I think one of the um, valid points there is that if we are, you know, working for somebody that is narcissistic, that that's insight. So that gives us, you know, a, a heads up, so to speak. Yep. Um, that, so that's insight to that understanding where they're coming from, you know, whether it's out of fear or whatever it is, that it's insight that we can pull whatever tools out that we have to work with them. I think personally... Um, and I do what I do full time, so you know I'm not in a work environment anymore. But I've definitely been there, and right. uh, you know, spiritual protection would be a really valid um, tool to be using when we're working in close proximity to right. a narcissistic person. Right. Um, yeah, you. spiritual protection, and there are certainly a lot of tools that we can use. Um, I mean, certainly, uh, to, to quote uh, my favorite angel practitioner, <laughs> ask your angels. Always ask your angels, right? As always, ask your angels. I mean, absolutely. Archangel Michael okay. would be, you know, a, one of the best archangels. They're all equal, but I would use Archangel Michael for spiritual protection. He keeps our space clear. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I've been known to use um, small crystals in the workplace. You know, just yep. keep your space clear. But Archangel Michael, he's the one that would keep those cords cut clear, you know, and um, cl- keeping our space clear. So that right. would definitely help us on a day-to-day basis is one of the tools. Right, for sure. And, and gemstones was actually a uh, suggestion that I was going to make. Um, another uh, suggestion that I often offer, uh, which I have used myself, are flower essences and some of the homeopathic remedies. There are some wonderful uh, remedies out there that can really help energetically uh, keep us protected in our own light and help to keep invasive energy out. And the specific, you know, in terms of naming the specific remedies, that's not my expertise, but um, there are books. 
um, that you can that you can check out on the subject. You know, Google homeopathic remedies, Google flower essences. Um, there's a lot of info out there. Certainly, I am not a doctor. I am not prescribing anything for anybody, but um, but those. I personally have found to be helpful from time to time, and a lot of my clients and a lot of my friends have used them as well. So there's something that I believe in um, that were originally recommended to me actually by an acupuncturist. Oh, great. So that can be helpful, yeah. Okay, I just want to take a short pause here and give everybody the call-in number, which is 646-652-2656. Get on the lines, and for those that are on the lines with us, if you have a question, comment, or towards the end of the show would like a reading with Matthew, um, just press 1 on the keypad, and that will alert me to take your call later on in the show. Matthew, what's tip number two for working or um, for being with a narcissistic? Great. Keep in mind that as this person is acting out, and I consider this behavior to be acting out because it is very childlike, it is very fragmented, it is all over the place. It can be similar to a bit of a tantrum, uh, perhaps in an adult way, perhaps not, but it is very childlike and it is, I consider it to be acting out. This person is simply showing you some of the qualities of her own internal discord. And I think that's such an important perspective to hold, that the way that we treat people as, as fellow human beings, whether it's respectfully or not, whether it's with empathy and understanding and sensitivity or not, whether it's with shame and blame or not, whether it's with holding accountability for our own actions or not, the way we treat people is a reflection of our of what's going on inside of our own souls. So I think that that's important. That when when somebody is really acting in a in a horrible lousy way, that's that's a reflection of their own light. It's where they're at, and it's not necessarily about you. It really is. Just like you know, we were talking about the, the self-centered qualities that a narcissistic personality uh, can encompass. Well, the acting out, it's all about them. It's not about you. It's all about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing that we can can or cannot do that control what somebody else's reactions are or that control what somebody else's decisions are. So I think that's, that's important. A very good point, and I think that's a really easy one to spot with people. How are they treating others? How are they acting out? And if they're throwing temper tantrums, I mean, right there, that's yeah. a big, huge sign. It's yeah. Like, okay. For sure. Great. For sure. So one thing we always like to point out on this show, that intuitive therapy, none of the contacts, t- contents of intuitive therapy are intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any psychological or medical illness or disease or condition uh, listeners, always assume your own liability. We're not trying to treat or cure anything, and certainly consult with expert, appropriately credentialed experts in any given field uh, that's appropriate to the situation in dealing with your specific situation, whether it's legal or financial or medical or psychological or what have you. So Absolutely, to Matthew. Thank point you. Point out to, to folks. Thank you. And our survival tip, number three. Okay. Um, Another survival tip is to assert your needs clearly, directly, and succinctly. Try not to get lost in long stories or lengthy explanations or anything that's going to be, or, or complex sentences, because your narcissist will likely look for any opportunity to shoot you down or, um, or, or, break the, you know, or really kind of break your own flow. So try to keep it simple. Try to keep it direct. Use I statements. We all know what I statements are. I need to be spoken to like I'm being respected. I need my own space. I need the day, the afternoon off to myself. I really need some downtime. I need whatever it is. You know, just try to be very clear. I don't like it when people yell at me. I don't like it when people are blaming me. What, whatever that is. 
okay, okay? and to try to really just stay focused. Um, chances are that your narcissist will not be focused. If anything, they, they may be kind of fragmented and all over the place. And again, that's when we start to feel like, whoa, what is this argument even about? How did I get sucked <laughs> into this? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, it's like walking through a landmine. Oh, so, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, it's really good tips. Okay. Yeah, so I'm wondering, how are we doing with our call log right now? Um. We've got shy people on the line at the moment. They're okay. there. Um, okay. We can at any time. I mean, I will go, and, and we can call on them, see if they have any questions. Oh, hang on a minute. Okay. Okay. I am going to the call with the last four digits of 5526. Hi, that's me. Hello? Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, you're on the air with Intuitive Therapy and Angel Talk Cafe with Matthew and Joy. Hi, Matthew and Joy. Um, First of all, I... I reading, but um, I just wanted to say that um, I'm so glad you picked this topic because... Um, it kind of came to to my attention um, last years that um, both my sister and I grew up with um, a mother that had these tendencies, and it's been <laughs> it's been real interesting um, because there's a lot of hurt that goes back and forth, and and sure. um, it's just and and I try to tell myself part of it I think is probably from the the childhood traumas that she grew up with and not yep. having any control. And so she tries, tried to control everything at, right. you know, where we were concerned. And um, so of course there's things that we have to learn. Um, I, I came in late to the program. I apologize. And I didn't catch the number, the first, the first coping tool, if you will, or the first survival skill. What it was so quick for me. Great. It was about setting realistic expectations and really seeing that person for who they actually are as opposed to who you wish they were or the qualities that you wish that they would encompass more of the time and, and being able to cut your losses. Um, and the show is archived, so you can always listen to the recording um, after, after the fact as well. Oh, if you missed those first few minutes, sure. Yeah. sure. And it's so much of what you're saying, Matthew, just is... I can. It's so real for me. Right. Growing up with that, like like um, an argument will start, and you're like, "Where did that come from?" And it was just totally out of the blue, pulling in things from all over that are totally not even connected. Right. And um, so, you know, you do feel a, a little bit like you get hit. Right. <laughs> and it really can put you on edge. You know, I mean, I think children who grow up, adults who've grown up with narcissistic parents or family members, it really is a form of emotional trauma, that, that feeling of, of just like you're tiptoeing through a, a minefield, never knowing when you're going to get blasted right. um, or where the blast and, uh, is going to come from. Sure, sure. That's true. And I think what, what happened with me and my sister is tendencies to, to be a chameleon and um, to... Um, you also not stand up for your mm-hmm. your message that you know you you stand up and you have an opinion that's different you're gonna you're gonna get shot down so right. you know it's been a lifetime of learning it's okay to disagree it's okay to stand up um, just it's it's been real interesting and I didn't know what it was and then um, a few years back I listened to this and she read me some of the characteristics and I went oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, because yeah. it was just so real. So, right. I don't, I don't know what kind of reading you do, but I'd love to get one. Sure. Um, do you have? Um, uh, I mean, I, we're happy to do a brief on-air intuitive reading. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be great. Both Joy and myself. Um, and and I think I can. Am I, oh, is it okay that I'm speaking for you as well tonight, Joy? Are you sure? Also? Okay. For time's sake, though, go ahead. Uh-huh. We'll just trade um, calls. So go ahead. Okay. Okay, great. So if you have yep. an issue-specific question, I'm happy to take a quick intuitive look at that for now. Sure. And would you mind telling us your first name? Sure. It's Pam. Hi, Pam. Hi. Um, and I'm not sure, in, in your intuitive readings, is it specifically related to any particular area, or can it be... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, our show topic for tonight is narcissistic personalities, and I'm so glad that you were able to contribute um, 
your experiences and some of your insights, but oh yeah, this can be any topic whatsoever. Um, so neither Joy nor myself typically do general readings, and especially because it is a brief one on air. Um, so if you've got a specific issue that you're looking for a little bit of clarity on and you want to name that uh, in, um, in a question, I can look at that. Sure. Um, I, I'm trying to work on um, some writing, and I'm trying to move forward um, and move particularly out of the, the path that I'm on and move into a different path. Yep. Um, okay, you got something. <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm following that, yep. Okay, so um, I just kind of want to know, uh, is it going to become clearer to me? I feel like I'm kind of sometimes reaching and I, and I get some signs, keep going, keep going, but, but it's not real clear. I feel kind of like I'm grasping and I'm not really sure which, which direction I'm going in here. Right. Well, the first thing that I heard as you were presenting that query or that question was, on one hand, I think you're going to write your way out of this, W-R-I-T-E, meaning mm -hmm. that um, there's something about writing about the journey that you're also writing about the solution to the issue that you're writing about, if that made any sense. Um, so, so keep writing, first of all. And, and I think you're going to get there. The other thing that I'm getting is I feel like you're not getting some real good concrete guidance or coaching on this. So I want to see you – I see that you've consulted with a couple of people about it, but I feel like it might be helpful to look at getting some kind of a writing coach, but somebody who really understands the vision of this project. I think that's the, pe the missing link right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think part of the problem is I, I'm, I'm, I haven't defined the project enough. I mean, there's, and I think that's part of the problem. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm wondering, is it going to come clearer, or am I, am I still just, just going to take off and go in, and down a path somewhere? somewhere? Right. I don't know. You know, everybody that I know who's written a book or published anything has always told me that for a while anyway, at some of the earlier stages of their writing, there was a lot of writing in dribs and drabs. Mm -hmm. And at some point, there's a turning point where it begins, the, the direction starts to crystallize a little bit more. Okay. So I think you're in a natural rhythm. I'm seeing you moving further with this, and I'm, se I'm sensing right now I think there's, you, you may feel like there's a continued rhythm of dribs and drabs probably for about another eight or nine months or so, and it's going to continue to be clearer as you are literally writing your way out of it. And I would, I would offer a suggestion to look at getting a writing coach. Somebody, if this is something you're looking to publish, somebody who knows publishing, if you don't care about the publishing aspect, don't worry about it. But look for somebody who's kind of intuitive enough to kind of, when you sit down with that person and you're talking about the project, that they're able to kind of help you, help extrapolate some of that vision. Um, because I, I feel like you do need a bit of a teacher or somebody to help ground the energy of that project. And I think that's coming within the coming year. I see that. Okay. Do you see me staying where I am right now for another seven or eight months, or is that something totally unrelated? Um, <laughs> let me check in. Where are we with callers right now, Joy? Okay, we're good. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, so in terms of relocating? In terms of relocating in a different position. Uh, so you're looking at a, a, I mean, geographic, yeah, yeah. a geographic relocation exactly. as well as right. changing jobs. Obviously, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Just a second. I feel like it's all coming together around the same time. Okay. That right now you are in a bit of a holding pattern. There's a real parallel process going on between the writing project that you are working on and the other shifts that are happening in your life. As the writing begins to crystallize, I feel like somehow that's grounding some of the energy for change with regards to your job and your geographic situation, your geographic location. Okay. I think the geographic location and the job change are, are going to happen. You know, they're going to be one and the same. Okay. Okay. And, 
That feels like it could be as soon as about five or six months. Okay. Um, keep, in ti- keep in mind that time does not exist in the spirit realm, that, that time is, is human created, and any infinite number of choices that we make, and there are, you know, there are an infinite number of variables that can impact timing. But right now, based on where your energy is today, it feels like some of that is happening. You know, the job stuff is picking up speed in what feels like it's about five or six months from now. And I feel like the writing is kind of going to start to solidify within a few months after that. Okay. So there is is shift coming. Um, There's just a bit more brainstorming and a bit more crystallizing. Oftentimes when the universe presents a delay, in fact, I'd go so far as to say typically when the universe presents a delay, it's really the, the universe is giving us the gift of some additional time to get clearer about what we want. Because the clearer we are about what we want through the law of attraction, we can then really get put that out more clearly to the universe to, to you know to manifest it. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Okay. Okay, That's Pam. So, yeah, Pam, thank you so much for calling thank in. Thank you both. Thank and for you. your insight, you. many blessings to you. And um, if we can be of any support to you again, the uh, Angel Talk Cafe is on weekly at 6 p.m. Pacific. Intuitive Therapy is on the third Wednesday of every month. So I'm here the third Wednesday of every month. And I'm certainly available for private sessions for intuitive reading, uh, intuitive readings in person or by phone. And you can reach me through my website, www.matthewengel.com. Matthew with two T's, and it's E-N-G-E-L. You are also welcome to connect with me on Facebook. The URL is Intuitive Matthew Engel. And I welcome you to sign up for my free e-newsletter as well that has uh, psycho-spiritual tips as well as information about classes and workshops that I teach and um, media appearances such as this show and some other ones that I do as well. Okay. Um, I do thank Pam for her call. And, Matthew, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and go over survival tip number four. We'll be right back. Fabulous. Okay.
Are you there, Joy? We'll be back Matthew? with Amy. Yeah, I'm here. I think we were having <laughs> a moment so of technical <laughs> There we go, technical, technical difficulties again. Okay. I do apologize. You are listening to Angel Talk Cafe with Joy and with Matthew Angle and Intuitive Therapy. What I was saying, and for some reason nobody heard it, was Pam's call was really interesting because she talked about being controlled and becoming the chameleon. And I truly think that's a survival technique. Would you agree with that, Matthew? Absolutely, for sure, for sure. I think that there there are a couple of paths that people who grow up with narcissistic parents take. Um, one is that they become so traumatized that, you know, they don't stand up for themselves. And the other is that they become kind of narcissistic themselves and begin to sort of bully and boss everybody else around or blame or shame everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that isn't to say that one, you know, somebody who grows up with a narcissistic parent is going to take the, on those uh, qualities to the extreme. They may, but those may be some of the psychological patterns that develop. So, um, you know, and that's, that's part of the life work um, that people are dealing with. Uh, you know, whether it's growing up with a narcissistic parent or having a narcissistic lover or a boss or a friend or a sibling, mm-hmm. a neighbor... Um, you know, these are situations that are really offering us a lifetime at times of, of growing and healing. So um, it, it, it becomes part of our own life's work. And I think that that's really part of the, the soul evolutionary perspective that, um, that I look at anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I would hate to think it'd be a lifetime of it, but hey, you know. <laughs> right. That's where that free will comes in, and it's like maybe we we'll let go at, at, at some point of right. Well, I think we can. It, sure, I think it depends on who the narcissistic relationship is. If it if it's one boss that we have, then we may move on to another job, and then the issue is kind of done. Whereas if it's a, certainly if it's a parent that we grew up with, then um, that clearly would would be a longer term journey that we're that we're dealing with in, in going through deeper layers of healing. So um, survival tip number four, do not allow this person to get inside your head. Listen to your own inner guidance above all else. If you're perpetually feeling guilty, angry, full of shame, blame, or bitter, or aggravated that the person doesn't understand or isn't making sense, and if you're trying to convince that person to see your perspective to no avail, you have not acquired the lessons that the narcissist is offering you. So that was, that was quite a mouthful. Do not allow this person to get inside your head and keep in mind that if, you know, if, if these negative feelings are continuing to come up for you when you're around this person or in the aftermath of a dealing with this this person, then um, you're still doing the work that the narcissist is, is presenting for you. Um, as many of our listeners know, uh, when I've talked about soul evolution and karma and karmic contracts, I define karma as work. So the challenges that we, that we encounter in our lives are the work that we're here to do. That's, that's what we're growing into. So that's important to keep in mind. And survival tip number five, uh, which kind of overlaps with a little bit of what, Joy, you and I were talking about a little earlier, is that um, confronting or dealing with a, a narcissistic personality type, that that is one of the necessary lessons that all of us are managing in earth school. Every single person, we are all going to encounter a narcissistic personality who is going to push our buttons. To you know, to some extent or another. So uh, narcissists challenge us to listen to ourselves, to respond to our own needs, regardless of the chaos that may be going on around us, or the chaos that this person may be thrusting at us. And uh, keeping in mind that we can acquire a profound level of strength and healing and achieve really earth-shattering transformation and growth by sorting through some of the lessons presented by the narcissist. So this is just part of what, there are certain archetypes 
that we all encounter and that's just part of life. And uh, the narcissist, I think, is both a personality type and to a great degree, I, I would consider it psychologically anyway to be an archetype. So I think that that's important to, to be mindful of and to know that it's just part of our work sorting through this stuff and that we can grow and heal quite a bit from it. Oh, we absolutely can. And it's interesting because the last two survival tips, it's like I feel it hitting this third chakra you know, in a big way, um, because it basically what you're saying is that, you know, we will receive the transformation and growth by um, sorting through the lessons presented to us by the narcissist. And it's like, wow, we get the lesson, but it feels like we're doing the work, you know. Um, right. Right. It's like that's, you know, it's like we're doing the work, we're doing the healing, the earth mm-hmm. school lesson. And so what's their lesson, Matthew? What's their responsibility Yeah, here? that's a good one. <laughs> you know, from a soul evolutionary perspective, I would say that really narcissistic people are at a bit of a transitional point in their own soul evolutionary journey. They are not simplistic. In fact, they're actually quite complicated. And I think that folks who are really, really, really simple may be at an earlier point in their journey. And it's it's as we grow and as we evolve, we become richer, deeper, more thoughtful, more responsive beings. That's just part of soul evolution as I see it. From a, from a karmic or soul evolutionary perspective, as the soul travels from one lifetime to the next, gathering its its brilliance and and, and its and its wrinkles, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to think that narcissists are often really at kind of a transitional stage, where they are really purging out or breaking out of the earlier stages of soul evolution. Um, You know, a a construct that I love to refer to in my teaching, um, my classes and workshops are the Michael teachings. Are you familiar with those, Joy? Oh, no, I'm not. Um, The Michael Handbook. Oh, to me, it just, uh, it's it's really incredible. Michael, uh, not to be confused with the Archangel Michael. Right. Um, right. Has been identified as basically like a cluster of, of spirit guide entities, and um, there there are actually groups that get together, people who train as as Michael channels. But um, and there are a number of books that are written that are you know channeled through with the, the Michael from Michael the spirit guide, the spirit cluster of spirit guides, um, and. Uh, Michael talks about that there are baby souls and there are young souls. I'm sorry, it starts with infant souls and baby souls and young souls and mature souls and old souls and transcendental souls. Um, Now, transcendental souls would really be more of an example like Mother Teresa or Gandhi or that kind of an energy. Um, old souls are often like our spiritual teachers and our spiritual healers. They're not always easygoing. Um, you know, they, they often challenge us in some ways, um, but they sort of have that wisdom about them. Mature souls tend to be in a little bit more of a transition. They're kind of sorting through a lot of drama in their lives. And young souls are, you know, very ego-centered and very wanting to get ahead and, you know, sort of... Um, some of the shadow sides, anyway, of, of I don't know, capitalist or uh, corporate culture can be considered, you know, like a young soul environment. And I'm not putting down everybody who works in a corporate-centered environment by any means, but no, sort of the, the, the archetype that we associate with, you know, the cutthroat, always wanting to get ahead, really <laughs> defining yourself purely in a materialistic sense. And mm-hmm. we, do, we live in a young soul-dominated society. They're the largest percentage of souls residing on the planet right now are young souls. Um, and right now with the collective energy evolution that's happening on the planet, we've talked before about how we are evolving at a really rapid fire rate, and that's why we're purging out so much dark and dirty stuff in our society right now because we are, we are actually approaching a tipping point 
we're the dominant energy, according to the Michael teachings anyway, um, and it makes a lot of sense to me, as a matter of fact. Um, it, we're at a tipping point where the majority of the energy is going to shift from young soul dominated to mature soul dominated. Um, and the Michael Handbook is a great book um, that really kind of outlines what this is about. Um, they, they, Michael teachings also get into different soul archetypes from soul evolutionary perspective as well. But the concept of soul age to me has always been really fascinating. And I would tend to think of narcissistic personalities as being at this transitional place. So they're kind of, they're manifesting a lot of drama in their lives. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're growing pains. Yeah. You know, as you um, mentioned earlier, you know, our comic contracts, our contracts. Can you imagine writing, I mean, bringing this contract? Yeah, I'm going to go down and, you know, earth school playing. I'm going to be a narcissist, and I'm going to really just make <laughs> people's lives really difficult. That's what I'm going to do this earth school lesson lifetime, you know? It's like yeah. I'm just looking at that going, really? Who? Yeah. But, hey, you know, we all come down for a reason, right? We do all come <laughs> down for a reason. And I think something that is often re- a really hard concept to come to terms with, and I certainly struggle with this from time to time myself as well, every perpetrator on some level is enhancing their own vibrational evolution by giving somebody else the gift of the opportunity to grow. Uh And that's a tough one. You know, it is. Because, you know, our reaction, our response to somebody who may be less than nice or, you know, whatever the circumstance may be, whether it's a narcissistic person or, you know, it's always an opportunity. Are we going to grow right. or not? Right. And it's kind of like, why do we have to keep doing the work? But truly, truly, in order to grow, we do do the work. And it's, sometimes it doesn't always feel like it's easy. Right. But I guarantee you, the more we do this, the absolute more we do this, the easier um, we, the quicker we get on our path. Right, and we could we could look at this on an individual level, and we can also look at it on a collective level. When certain tragic events have taken place, even throughout history, and I don't think we need to even re- rehash specific events right now, but um, that have led to really rampant social and societal change as a result, whether it's mm-hmm. human rights issues or you know um, different countries, the, the, the forming of the United Nations or um, you know all different certain laws that have been passed to protect human rights and uh, or safety or or any kind of thing. Um, that, in a lot of ways, that's how we evolve as a society. So that is necessary learning. It's necessary growing. It's necessary evolution. When crisis hits, um, you know, I've written about, I've talked about before, the way that crisis is the platform for growth. Like it or not, it, <laughs> it, it just is. <laughs> okay, the third chakra just hurts at this point, Matthew. Yeah. Um, Ooh, <laughs> I know? felt that one viscerally from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, just seriously, no, but you're right. You're absolutely right, and I know this. I have done this. Not to say that there's times in our lives and experiences that we might get a little stuck and going, okay, what is this about? What was this lesson? But when we do what it is we need to do and get that lesson, we get to move on. That's right. We get to move on. And that's the, the gem, I guess, that's the nugget after this lesson is we do get to move on. Um right. But I'm not going to say that it's always easy, but we're always given the opportunity. What is our reaction going to be in times when we aren't being treated nicely or we have that narcissistic person in our life? In our life, right. How are we going to react? Um, this show has definitely, I think, brought some light upon um, the narcissistic person, and we, you know, you're given tips. We have one more to go um, to how to make our lives easier, be enlightened by their personality and helping them helps us. Helping us helps them. I think it's just perfect. <laughs> and, and, and this third chakra will stop hurting at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> just breathe, right? Just breathe, yeah. 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 Oh my so the sixth tip, yeah, as, as I breathe with that as well. Yep. The sixth tip. 
as you begin to recognize this person's vulnerabilities and your own needs, you can achieve new levels of compassion, both for yourself, for the other person, and for other people in general. So basically the sixth tip is that you can acquire, we can acquire a new level of compassion. And I think that is a, t- and that there's a, le- a lesson around forgiveness that, that's part of compassion or acquiring or achieving compassion. And I think that it's so important to discern or to discriminate the difference between giving in or giving up versus holding compassion. Compassion does not mean, oh, this person just had a hard life, so I'm just going to allow this person to be abusive to me (laughs) emotionally, physically, (laughs) financially, energetically, verbally, and so forth. And I think, you know, and I emphasize that it may sound funny, but we all have moments where we question ourselves. Gosh, maybe I just need to be, you know, easier going, or maybe I just need to let this go. Or, you know, and that's part of what narcissists do. They get inside our heads. They make us question. Um, But there is that balance. I think the ultimate level of compassion and forgiveness comes really as, as you started to, to um, talk about much earlier in the show this evening, Joy, when we can really just cut our losses, when we can bless the other person, anoint mm-hmm. the other person, while also honoring our own needs. To be able to basically say, these are my needs and I am okay for having them. And I am aware this person, for whatever reasons, because of wherever he's at, just can't meet my needs, so I'm letting him go. I'm letting her go. I'm letting this go, and it's all okay. As Abraham, you know, the Abraham Hicks that would say, um, all is well. And all just being able well. to come to that place of peace, letting it go. Because it's when we try to fight it, when we try to make someone something that they're not, when we get angry ourselves or begrudge the person for, for not filling our needs or for not being a different person more than we want them to be, then, uh, you know, again, we're, pur- we're doing a purging process too. Absolutely. Some of our own bitterness is coming out, our own resentment, our own rage. And gosh, let's face it, we all have it. We're human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Matthew, I'd like to give out a quick tip. When we are dealing with um, forgiveness, forgiving, or you know, possibly un- not forgiving, um, call upon Archangel Zachiel because he will actually support us in the forgiving process. And it's not condoning other people's behavior. It's just he assists us in moving it through that process. Yeah. You know, allowing that healing to take place for ourselves. Yeah. And then we can move on if we so choose to do that. And I think one of the things that we can do sometimes when we're in a situation with somebody that we either aren't completely cutting out of our lives or for whatever reason want to maintain in our lives, I mean, maybe it is a family member, to be able to just kind of acknowledge where they are and to be able to keep some level of distance perhaps in the relationship, to be able to engage with that person lovingly for as much as you're able to engage with that person, and to separate the rest of the time as needed. Exactly. Um, Or whether it's an old friend where the relationship is changing or you're changing and you're needing to break away. Sometimes you may need to completely cut yourself away from that person or, or sever the relationship altogether. And other times, maybe you can hold on to an ounce of it, but just to be realistic about what's, what's actually there and what isn't. And to just to kind of reach, reaching a point of being okay with that. It's a surrendering. It's a peaceful surrendering. It's a, a compassionate surrendering. It's, it's loving, as Katie Byron or Byron Katie would say, it's loving what is. It's a great book. Yeah. Acceptance. Acceptance. Yeah. Matthew, I want to say 
Thank you for another great show. Um, we have totally come down to our last minute. And Matthew, thank you so much. My pleasure. So once again, you can contact me for intuitive readings. Uh, if you're local in the San Francisco Bay Area, I also offer hypnotherapy, past life regression work, and holistic psychotherapy, classes, workshops, and teleseminars, www.matthewengel.com, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-E-N-G-E-L. And I will be back with Intuitive Therapy on Angel Talk Cafe. I guess it would be on Wednesday, March 17th. And uh, check the website for updates about the topic. Okay, thank you, Matthew. Thanks, Joy. Lots of love. Much love. Next week, Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic, is in the cafe. And until next week, everyone, as always, ask your angels. Good night.